Welcome back to the Baseball Blue Book Podcast. My name is Eric Wobinaw, the president of the Baseball Blue Book. Are you in the book? The most comprehensive directory since 1909 is now available for download on Google Play and Apple Store. You can also visit us at BaseballBlueBook.com for more information. So make sure you download it today. It costs nothing. It's great to build a profile, add highlights, add your stats for the summer season, uh, and search our comprehensive directory. Find the coach, the program that you are interested in. Before we begin, hit that like button, share, and subscribe. We want to make sure we reach other viewers just like you to get this out. Today's podcast is brought to you by Empowerment Sports Group, a full advisory and consulting firm with over 10 years of experience educating and helping athletes develop within baseball and life. ESG enables athletes to achieve achieve their version of success and positively impact their community. For more information, visit them at esgsportsgroup.com or on Twitter, Instagram, or Facebook. Joseph Guzman and Michael McGinnis over there, great guys, helped a lot of players. I've had the privilege of having them on a couple podcasts with their players, so we're excited to have them as a sponsor. Today's guest, Coach Stover down in Arizona. Coach, how are you today? I'm awesome. How are you? Doing doing fantastic. Shades look good on you. Boy, that sun down in Arizona, huh? Yeah, it's, 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 so, it's so hot down here and sunny you wear shades inside i'm trying to be cool too as well so (laughs) hey it's a good it's a good look good look well hey we're excited to have you on the program today uh coach actually reached out to me through linkedin linkedin's a fantastic platform uh opportunity to just just to meet a lot of really cool people and and i haven't uh haven't even struck out even once uh with the people that uh kind of reach out to me so I'm, i'm real excited to talk to you coach uh, you got awesome. a pretty cool background. Uh, we were getting to know each other a little bit before this, so why don't we start out by just kind of starting your 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 journey? We don't have to go back be, before college unless you like to. Uh, but yeah, I'd like to. People love to hear people's background and and what got them so interested in in doing baseball and staying in the sport for as long as they they are. Well, baseball has baseball is has been life for me. You know, it's been um, starting at the age of seven, of course. Um, I've been a great player, a good player from that point in time throughout my whole career. Um, knew I wanted to be a pro pro player probably at the age of seven. Um, baseball is a little different now than it was then. Uh, it is now than it was back then. So um, when I got to high school, the dream was still very high very motivated it was getting closer and closer had a lot of teams looking at me etc um played in baltimore maryland is where i'm from and uh played with uh the best team in the state of maryland and that was called johnny's uh, and anybody look up johnny's they probably can find out but reggie jackson played for johnny's in maryland uh, i think rick monday used to play for johnny's it was a semi-pro team that was in the state of Maryland, but it was the best team in the state of Maryland, and they had a lot of history of all pros, a lot of pros. It was a combination of the Baltimore Orioles and the Milwaukee Brewers, um, like scouting portal, so to speak, okay. uh, where they would have talent in high school, college, or whatever. So they had two teams. They had a high school team and they had a college team. And I played at the university. I mean, I played at Northwestern High School, uh, which is in Baltimore, Maryland. And I played for Johnny's. Um, and it was ironically, Johnny's uh, prepared me for uh, baseball on a higher level than what the high school level could actually ever do for right. me. Uh, it introduced me to a lot of things. It introduced me to different players. It introduced me to uh, a style of play. Uh, professionalism, um, because sometimes in high school, of course, you, you well back then we mimic what we saw on TV, which some which was really good. We had a lot of professionals that were true professionals um, back in the day um, to mimic. So those guys were heroes. Yep. I don't know if they're heroes as much as they were back then, as, as they ought to have no idea. But those guys were iconic to me. Yep. So um, 
in those eras, they didn't smoke, they didn't drink, or if they did, they didn't promote it, or you never see it, or you never hear about it. I guess it has a lot to do with social media, too, as well. True. So social media exposed a lot. So really, I didn't get a chance to see it. So we see it now. Um, So going through high school, um, I had a full scholarship to two different schools. I had a full ride um, to Arizona State University, which is ironically, I'm here. I had a ride to Alabama, um, Crimson Tide. I think Roger Smith, they won the College World Series in 83. I graduated in 84. Uh, so didn't didn't choose either of those schools, primarily because I was afraid to flunk out. That was it, okay. bottom line. It had nothing to do with baseball. It was more so a perspective of leaving a state where you're born and raised. Yeah. And... Um, my drive and my desire was to play baseball and I didn't mentally didn't catch up to the point where I felt like, you know, a kid, you felt invincible. So you felt like you were going to play pro ball. So schoolwork was secondary, Yeah, you know, so you learn, you live, you learn. Um, so I wanted to make sure that I didn't fly all the way out to Arizona and had to fly all the way back because I didn't cut, couldn't cut it as far as academics wise. So I chose University of Maryland Eastern Shore. Um, no slight on that choice is just the fact that it was easier for me to transition to right. a school that was in my state. Yep. Uh, I can always come home, easy access to come home. Um, if I had to do it all over again, I probably would go to Arizona State or Alabama. Um, better baseball opportunity, better baseball career. Um, so um, in the process of before I got, before I chose University of Maryland Eastern Shore, um, well, I, the Pirates was looking at me um, in 84. When I chose to go to University of Maryland Eastern Shore, um, they came back to see me against College Park where I hit um, I hit a home run that day. Uh, we lost 18 to 2. I hit a two-run I hit a two-run homer. So <laughs> I was on the board. So anyway, um, so I, I I I did that and um, it was it was crazy. Everything was really really good. Uh, I think what 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 killed a lot of my vision and my dreams was because I in school I didn't. Um, I think when I first was a freshman in school, my my uh, my credits. You know, when you go to school, you should have a, a not a planner, but someone should go over your schedule. Right. As a freshman back in those days, uh, in the eighties, nobody check to see make sure you were taking too many credits for the season i was a i was a freshman coming out of high school i didn't know i took the most credits you could possibly take during the season nobody does that (laughs) i was caught so i traveled on the road playing against college park uh uh university of delaware uh you know um, san diego state whatever the case may be and learning how to maneuver schoolwork plan ball, et cetera, and then coming back, taking tests, yep. never mastered that. Yep. Um, some people did, so I, I just didn't because I knew that that was one of my um, my weaknesses. It wasn't the fact that uh, academically I wasn't strong. I just more was so into baseball right. that academics suffered because my whole goal was to play pro ball. I felt like back then, if you wanted to play pro ball, you had to go to college because I felt like if they wanted me – before I went to school, I felt like they were going to love me when I was in school. So that was my perspective on that. So um, going in further and, and leaving school and things of that nature, um, I was getting ready to a friend of mine who was a very good friend of mine. Um, his name is Irish Smith. He led the nation in batting twice at the University of Maryland Eastern Shore. Um, he was drafted by the Las Vegas stars back then, which I think was under the Padres. Um, and before he was a, he was a, I was a sophomore when I met him. Uh, he saw me as a freshman and we were going to come play together. That was the mission and it never happened, but we were so close. So when he got drafted, I had another opportunity and I got hurt just before spring. I, I got hurt, had an opportunity to go down to spring training and had a um, had knee surgery. But it wasn't a big major. It was just I had orthoscopic. And my, my whole game was based upon yeah. speed. Uh, I had crazy power. 
uh, speed and everything else that goes along with it. And I had a frame that's not what it is today because today these guys are like yeah. football players. I was kind of like what Barry Bonds was when like all the all the players back then they were all skinny. <laughs> You know, they were all, I mean, they were all skinny. They were all skinny and they would hit the ball out the park like right. it was nothing. It had nothing to yep. do with size. Um, but now it's, you know, everybody is look like football players playing. So um, that was just, that That was just a tra- changing of the guard and understanding of, of players that were. So um, when I did not, when I did not make spring training or I did not go, um, it was because I was afraid that my speed would drop. Um, and I didn't think that they were going to, um, I was going to kill my opportunity. I was already at that point in baseball. Now you turn 22, 23, you're knocking on, you know, the senior city, senior citizens building. Yeah. Um, cause they're not going to look beyond a certain point. You just have to be, you just have to be so phenomenal, phenomenal. And it's basically who, you know, uh, and it's still that way to this game to the day. It's still who, who you know and who's going to stick their, their neck out for you. Right. Uh, because when you represent a kid, you, you take on that whole, um, their whole personality, whether or not they're, um, they're team players, whether or not they're selfish, or whether or not they're good. Because um, um, you, you not only just teams look at you for marketability as well. Um, not just your your play, but how else do you um, deal with fans and how your interaction with c- the community and things of that nature? Because that that draws tickets, that brings about personality. Yep. Um, so getting back into further on, um, I started um, when I got hurt, and I knew my my um, my dreams were not going to get there. Um, I mean, I made it, but at the same point in time, it wasn't to the level where I would. You turn on the TV, you're gonna see me, because that was my goal. Um, but so I had all this energy, and I didn't like baseball for a period of time. Um, uh, and then I started to realize that um, I was a diamond in a rough, and there are other kids that are um, from my background and other kids out there in America mm-hmm. that's looking for a person who's going to really pull back the curtain and say, Hey, this kid is really good. He, he's on a team that's terrible. You'll never see him. Right. But if I take this kid and pull him out and put him with a, a bunch of other kids that are really great, you would never know this kid came from his disenvironment. You would never know. Right. And that's what I started to do. So I, I, I created a company called Next Level Baseball Association that's grown into Pro Star now here in Arizona. Okay. Um, and that was um, a brain a brainchild for me uh, because what I did was take the top players in in uh, in Maryland and or not Maryland but in Baltimore, and and DC. And I put them at the Bay Sox Stadium, which is the Baltimore Orioles um, double-A facility. Um, And I would do all-star games there, um, which we used to do back in the day. They used to call Crown All-Stars. So Crown Gasoline Station, I don't know if – I know they're not available anymore. But Crown Crown used to have – in Maryland, um, they used to do a Memorial Stadium in Baltimore. They used to call the Crown – I guess this Crown Station, uh, like Exxon, but Crown Crown Mobile was a was a spokesperson, not a spokesperson, but the the um, the person who was promoting the event, right. and it was like it was an, it was something really big. So I had that idea when I was young, and I said, okay, cool. So what I'll do is I'll take the best players in the state of Maryland, or best players in Baltimore and Baltimore County, and then we'll play the best players in Prince George's County or D.C., which is in D.C. Yep. So they never met before. It, it was never done. So I would have these these tournaments. Or I have these. I have this All Star game. I would train them before, and then I would put on. I would send out to different schools, colleges, uh, uh, pro affiliate. Now that I was with the Cardinals, so I had the Cardinals there. I had my, my friend um, from the Mets, and I had somebody from the Marlins. Uh, different couple of different mm-hmm. teams, and they would come to the All Star game. Um, and see players that they would never see yep. before, you know, and it was really because I handpicked them because that's the environment I was in and I just wanted to give them. And I had, I've had 14 guys drafted, um, under me, 
through that process. Uh, so that's 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 what I did. And I did that for about four years, um, and then um, I I got I got to a place where I'm like, okay, I got to do more. Um, and so there there's so many different opportunities that have came my way um, in sports, and I just wanted to make sure I was true to the game in, in reference to not forgetting the little yep. guy. So, you, uh, so that well, you, you, you talked, you talked quite a bit about kind of feeling like you, you, you were overlooked. Um, and, and it sounds like that's really where your passion is coming from, from some of the things that you had to struggle with, uh, and, and now wanting to provide the services that, these kids are not able to, are you, are you talking, is this just in general or are you more of a, more of the urban type environment that these kids are not able to get on travel teams or is it really just looking across all demographics and going, Hey, these, there, there's a lot of good kids out there that just are not ever going to get exposure. Um, and I want to help them. What, what is really the motivation just finding the right player or is it a specific demographic that you're really looking to help? Well, that's a that's a that's a that's a very good question and it, and and um for me originally it was really about baseball it wasn't about uh a demographic it was really about it was a really about it was really i guess it was really about me from a perspective knowing that i played one of the best team in the state of mm-hmm. maryland i know i was i know i was good i know i was i, I was a very good player um one of the best in maryland um and I knew that I had to fight because there's a lot of, like now kids can choose not to go to college and they can go to these independent right. leagues and go that route. They don't even have to touch school. Um, back then, there wasn't any like that. Right. So you had to go to school. So you were forced to go to school, fail, pass, whatever the case may be. You were forced to go that route. So that was my route. So. Knowing then, when I was in school, um, looking back, I knew that we didn't play, me as an African-American, we didn't play on the best fields. Um, So I had to play on gravel, glass, rocks, weeds, the whole nine, and field, and field well. So I felt like if I could do all that in the fields that wasn't conducive to playing baseball, if you put me on the field that didn't have any obstacles, yeah. I was going to be even yeah. greater. You know what I mean? I've so, got a, I've got a, I've got a broken back. lip, a split lip because of a nice chunk of rock that was in the field that I used to play on. Um, I get it. I get it. If it's like you're playing in these garbage fields and, and um, it, 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 it really allows you to, to, to hone your skills. And, but I totally understand what you're saying. It's, it's, it's a matter of opportunity for a lot of these, a lot of these players and they don't have the opportunity. Um, that's what I'm hearing from, from your perspective of. Yeah, it is. It is. And it's, and it's, and it's kind of, you know, and that, that's true. And then as far as the demographics go, um, it, 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 it does cut, it does cut across different genres in reference to, um, um, where you're from, um, like like for an example, if you're from if you're from where I'm in now in Arizona, mm-hmm. they play all year right. round, um, and depending upon your state, if they view baseball or they view that sport, uh, because of that, that here's the crazy part: for football, well, for basketball in Maryland, there's no right. issue. I mean, because it's in the, one is in the gym too. Um, the demographic is different uh, in, in basketball and certain other sports than it is in baseball. And on top of that, um, depending upon where you are and depending upon location, like I moved from Maryland to, to Arizona because I knew baseball was 24 yeah. seven here. Uh, and when winter time comes, then those kids that did play baseball, it's even like that for college. Most colleges don't really recruit a lot of East coast right. players. They recruit, they, they recruit kids from the West Coast to play baseball. The, yeah, are they some great um, East Coast players? Yeah, um, I, I've been talking to people from New York, uh, and they, they were losing a lot of players um, to the West Coast. Um, and then 
you know, and then some of the kids that it was so overcrowded in the West Coast that kids were leaving scholarships on the East Coast and they were leaving to come back over here on the East Coast just to get a full ride because on the West Coast, yep. it was already yep. stacked. So you got some really good players that were on the West Coast and say, hey, all these guys, all these scholarships are on the East Coast because everybody's on coming to the West. You know, so I, I, I teach my kids to understand those demographics as well. Um, but to answer your question, it, it just was it just was hard. And it, and it shows as well, even to this day, it's, it's, it's different. I mean, it's not, not necessarily hard, it's just different. It's different because, I mean, one of the things that happens in the sport, um, even back in even back in the early days, um, you know, it's kind of like when you have an opportunity to be able to help a kid grow and they ask you why, um, I'm just as good as this kid or not. And it's a lot of times about who you know. And if you're not privileged to be able to be in a situation yeah. where, you know, they're paying the, they're playing the best baseball. And the reason why I know that is because I got selected by Johnny's. Right. If I was never selected by Johnny's, I would have never, the curtain would have never been pulled back to see what it feels like to play on this type of yeah. field and play with these type of players that are that are considered right. great and i'm one there so that that book so when i went back to school playing in high school i was looking at these kids like y'all don't get it i'm in the pros basically but i'm in high school with you guys and i'm stuck here but um i got other plans in this other place and it's kind of like what it is in in reality for some kids who never get a chance to see the curtain pull back you know because i've had kids that i've trained and i've and i've, and I've trained and they may be really, really good in the state of Maryland. I try to tell them when you go to try out for pro teams, you got the best player in California, you got the best player in Texas, you got the best player in Iowa, Nebraska, whatever, wherever state you're right. from. And now you bring in Maryland to the mix. So you got 50 states and you're the best in Maryland. But if there's only nine slots, then that means nine states are going to be represented. Yep. So that means you got to be better than what your state is or even – be beyond what you what you think is great. You got to be able to have that mindset to be even better than, you know, what you're used to. Um, so that's you know the the finding the players. It's such a it's such a balance across the board of of different things. Personalities, the ability to compete, the skills. You know, the, the having the skills is only one aspect of the entire picture of it. And 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 really, I think what what guys like you bring to the table is the experience and when to when to, when to focus on one area versus the other because you know it's it, it may be training of the of the mind it might be training of understanding how the networking works what makes sense because today there's so many options right these kids uh, and I'm talking to ones that actually can afford to do the options the other side is a right. whole nother ball game right there's no options and I think that's where I, I see people like you coming in and going, they, you just need a chance. Some of these kids just need a chance. And that's where the baseball blue book was. What, what our, our goal is exactly that it's giving everybody the opportunity, flip the whole script. Look at colleges. There are colleges that have absolutely no recruiting budget and they rely on just knowing a few people and recruiting out of the same high schools that they've always recruited out. It, it's, it goes both ways. It's the haves and the have-nots. And I think really allowing them to have those opportunities, I, I think that's what's, what's great about what, you, what you're bringing to the table. Of, you know, you were fortunate to get that opportunity, but how many kids were not fortunate of, to have that same opportunity that you did? Yeah, but even getting an opportunity that I had, it had a exactly. ceiling. Exactly. You know, and, I, and, I, and, I, and the ceiling came – uh, to be honest, the ceiling came when I chose University of Maryland Eastern yeah. Shore. You know, because that that put me back, not necessarily in high school, but it put me back on a level, not on that level, but it wasn't a big school. Right. So it's kind of like me comparing the school that I went to in high school to the team that I played during high school, but during the summer, which is right, Johnny's. Yep, going to University of Maryland, going to University of Maryland Eastern Shore. Well, Northwest, well, North, well, Eastern Shore was Northwestern to all the other big schools that I was playing against. Now, I did play against some of the big schools, and I did shine. And that's one of the reasons why 
um, I was kind of like sought after at that particular time. Um, but again, that's only one team, one perspective I'm playing against. So, and it may not even be for the fact that they were coming to see me. It could have been the fact that they were coming to see somebody at College Park mm-hmm. or something. And just so happened, I, I kind of I kind of shined at that particular moment. But they would have never seen me if, if in fact, I wasn't put in a situation on a bright lights. Like, if I played against a team that was kind of equal to University of Maryland Eastern Shore, probably no scout would have been there. The crazy part about it is I did bring some scouts to come see me to the school. So what I, what I did was I shined a little light to my university right. going there. But the problem is, the university could not shine light on yeah. me. Yep. I bought the light. They didn't bring the light. I bought the light. There was a platform for me to play in for the little bit of time that I played at Eastern Shore. Um, but my my lights had to be going had to be somewhere else. I had to go find this is kinda like what kids are doing now. If you don't get drafted, you gotta go play independent ball. And that could be for a couple years. And, and and that's hopefully you're com- it's hopefully you're doing something other than just playing you promoting yourself and it's kind of easier now with YouTube and all these other platforms they have um, and podcasts that which were not out there right. then you know so all these things um, you have access to be able to do but the crazy part of it is it becomes even more difficult because everybody's using it so they're looking at a lot of podcasts with different yeah. people so you're, you're making another right area for it's hard to find because everybody yep. has one no so what 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 um, do you focus on today with the the, the kids you you said that you get you, you kind of hand select players that you want to really work with and and advise how, how do you do that what's the process for you um a lot of times it's um it's a gut feeling um you know because because like I, the basis of when I look at a kid is based on my story. So, and I only do that because I know what it feels to be or to be had to have been me during the time that I played. And now that I see the other difficulties that there may be for them in their era, um, I could see I could see the picture a little bit more clear. I have kids that would always call me consistently. And parents that would call me consistently, my son is this, my son is that, he's great, he does this, he does this, why is he not getting drafted? And I said, sometimes it's just because there are other kids that have a little bit more light shined on them or someone shining a little bit more light on that particular kid and your kid is not getting that and he won't get that because it has nothing to do with his greatness. There's a lot of kids that are tremendously great in any sport and, and never set foot professionally. Yeah. Better than some people that are playing to this day. And they'll never see it because they were just, they, the light wasn't shined on them bright enough, you know, in order for someone to be able to see it. So it's going to have to be somebody you know. So I've stayed in baseball, you know, I'm 56, but I've been in baseball for like over 35 years, 36 years going on. And I've stayed relevant enough to be able to help enough kids as I can as relevant as I can be considering, considering even with me, it's going to be a, is it going to be, there's going to be a ceiling Mm -hmm. because, um, I have to, people that connect with me only have to go through my reputation. They have to go through what kind of player I was, um, what I brought to the table. So if you were a good player, great player, uh, exceptional player, and you see another kid that you think that is exceptional, they'll give you the opportunity to be able to bring them to to them when they would never get that opportunity okay. at all. So, in other words, what I'm doing is I'm I'm helping, I'm bringing You're the light, light. I'm using whatever light I have, whatever light right. I have to shine on them, and hopefully they're able to shine enough light with my light and their light. It'll be bright enough for somebody to go. see, or at least take a second no, look. That, I think that's that's fantastic. What what is what is the what's the highlight of your career of of everything you've done? What is the highlight? Wow, that's that's oof. Um, the highlight of my career, um, probably is it goes back to the same thing. Um, having having kids drafted yeah. that I helped, 
because I got a chance for them to be able to see something um, and have a different experience that I didn't mm-hmm. have. And that's when they make it, I made it. A part of me made it, you know, and that's where I'm, what I'm doing at, as we speak now. You know, I have kids. Uh, I have a kid from, just for an example, I have a kid that came out of the, the uh, University of Kentucky. Mm-hmm. His name is Daniel Harris. Uh, he was, he should have been drafted, um, didn't, six guys on his team got drafted. Oh, wow. But, yeah, yeah, and, and and it's crazy because he played, okay, just, just, just briefly, just to give you an idea, okay. Now, you would think, he's not playing at University of Maryland Eastern Shore. He's playing at University of Kentucky Wildcats. Yep. So, he's playing against the big dogs, right? Okay, so yeah, and he's playing enough that six guys on his team get drafted this mm-hmm. year. Not not this year. The same team when he, I want you, I want you, I want you, I want you, I want you. Okay, four pitchers, third baseman, and a shortstop. He played second base. He transferred from Eastern Kentucky where he played third base and he played shortstop. This is how crazy the game is. Um. Major League Baseball don't draft a lot of second basemen. Okay. Okay? So if they don't draft a lot of second basemen, um, if you look at the history of the game, they don't draft a lot of second basemen. They can draft a shortstop and have a shortstop play right. second. Don't have no need to yep. go there. So, okay, so when it's time for this kid to get drafted, guess where he's playing? Second base. So kids got to be sure where they're playing. Now, he could have went somewhere else out of – instead of Kentucky and played shortstop or third base or somewhere else where it's a high probability that you get drafted, Mm -hmm. but he played with an elite team, but he got put in a situation where they drafted the shortstop. They drafted a third baseman. They drafted four other players, pitchers, et cetera. So the point of drafting you when that position at second base, so kids got to do their homework, Parents need to do their homework. And second base can be, I don't know, second base can be a death sentence. Interesting. I hate to say it, but if I got a shortstop and I got, and I draft, if I draft 12 shortstops, right. now when I get to the pros, it's yeah. different. Because if I, okay, so if I'm drafting you uh, as a shortstop, and when I get you to the pros, I just move you over to second. I don't have to draft the second right, baseman. Right. There's no need for me to draft a second baseman. I'll just draft shortstops and move yep. them over. Yep. Good point. But, but nobody's telling these nobody's telling these kids right. that. So even though you go to a prominent school like University of Kentucky, mm-hmm. if you don't know the game and you don't know the, the how the scouts work, how the draft work, how that works, then it is what it is. Now, when a second baseman does get drafted professionally and he's there, it's because he's hitting with power. He's hitting with all these other things. He's hitting with that. And this guy loves second base and he's not playing shortstop. So you're going to draft him at second if you want him. That's where he wanted to go. And you want to draft him at second because he, this guy that you want plays second. He's in the draft as a second baseman. And that's the guy. If you don't see a second baseman that you really truly like, then you just grab shortstops yeah. and then you transform those guys yeah. over. Unless that guy is the guy. Now, if he was, if now, if Danny was the guy, like he out hit the guy, the guy at shortstop, he had a higher batting average, better arm. Um, this kid got exposed in the Cape Cod League, and he was phenomenal. He had 14 home runs. I think Danny hit about three, I think three, maybe three or five or something mm-hmm. to that effect. So, you know, it, it all depends on what you want and what you de- what, what you what you decide or, or, or where you go. And and then this kid now he's fighting, but I got him another shot because he's gonna be in February, he's gonna go to uh uh a workout with the Arizona Diamondbacks. That's and great. I think with the Mets, I'm we're waiting, we're working on something with the Mets now, um for for free agent um uh, possibilities and we just got to see what, what's happening with that but that story alone is and I had to and I had to sit down with that parent and I'm saying unfortunately I met this I met Danny at a time 
where his destination was already set, you right. know? Um, so now the kids now, Danny is kind of like a kid where I can teach a lesson to for the next kid or the next right, group of kids. Right. You know, because some parents are just unaware of it. The problem is the game has to change its format because no one's going to want to play second. Right. No, it's 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 a good point. And and you know what? If if college is is the top place that you want to get to, uh, that's a different story. If your if your goal right. is to to get drafted to to make it to the majors. Um, it's really self-preservation. It's finding where it makes sense um, to be. Yeah, and it's like got, what you. Yeah, and then you got drafted to yeah. that team that 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 really wants right. you. No, and and I think yeah. the whole thing that you're talking about is shining the light. I I actually just wrote something down: the game inside the game, um, and and I think that's what you're really talking about. Is is there is the game that these kids need to know how to play um, inside the game of baseball, and that's really of putting themselves in a position to be uh, to be looked at, have a light on them, finding the right recruiter or advisor or group of people that they can surround themselves that can help them uh, kind of navigate the the murky waters of the of baseball, especially at these at these higher levels because it is and it constantly changes. Look at what they did this last couple of years. I mean, they've eliminated how many minor league teams, which that's just that many more positions uh, that are yep. open for people to, to, to make it, right? And so you are limited to some of these independent leagues. Not saying anything bad or bad with the in, independent leagues. Um, it just, it's just not the same. Yeah, you're right. And, and get into those those rounds. And, like, for example, for Danny, he would have been drafted automatically. I mean, I've, I've talked to pretty much all – all the teams in Major League Baseball, um, and every last one of them said he just got caught up in a situation where they got less exactly. rounds. He would have been drafted easily if COVID never hit it. He would have been drafted. It wouldn't have been a. It wouldn't even yep. been a thought. And that'd have been and not just Danny, but a whole bunch of other kids that are across America. But the, exactly, you know, a lot of kids would have been drafted. Now, here's the crazy part. There's a lot of light that's being shined. It it it, it is even to this day because you got the perfect game. You got all these different avenues where they got showcases, 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 showcases. So the lights are yep. bright. But now it's a different animal because you have everybody under the same light. So it's too much to see. <laughs> yeah. There's a lot out there. You know what I mean? It's a lot out there yep. now. Because what kids have to realize is that it's not just baseball is just not, you know, it's an international yep. game. There's only been so many teams on the roster. So if I got five guys from Japan, that's five guys from the United States. It's not yep. going to make it. Yeah, no, it's, it's, it is, it's an international sport. Um, I mean, Latin America, you got Mexico, you've got the, right. you got Japan, you've got Australia is starting to really put, put some players together. Um, right. it, it really is. And, and so it's, it is an interesting sport because, you know, I always talk to people about that. It's an independent sport that has a team around it. And, and the team aspect is so important, but it's also, uh, it, it's, it's not the, it's not the biggest part of, of, of your kind of your, 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 uh, your process of learning. Um, it's, it's putting yourself in the right position, uh, to, to find those opportunities, I think is what you're doing is, is fantastic. So let's, let's, I'm going to flip the script on you. What is the most disappointing part of your career? And, and, uh, you, you know, what, what, Talk about how you've gone gone from a disappointment to to probably or most importantly turning it into uh, a positive. Um, disappointment was what, what it could have been the fact that um, I think I mentioned it before. Um, really had an opportunity to go to a big school yeah. and and didn't do it. Um, should have signed out of high school, didn't do it. Um, and ironically, the same thing that probably happened to, um, Danny as well. Cause he had, a, he had a, he had an offer, I think with the blue Jays and he decided to go to university of Kentucky. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. So, um, and that's one of the reasons why Danny is kind of similar, not similar to me, but similar in an aspect of different perspective. But one of the other difficulties that I've had, um, is, is, um, looking 
I guess processing and looking at the kids that are playing to this day, and I guess the I guess I'm I guess I guess the only thing I could say that's sad, and it's kind of fighting this because the only thing I think that's sad is is I wish I was born in this era. <laughs> it's <laughs> if that had to that's all I can say because with this era there's no way they couldn't see right. me. Right. Because now I know I know what it I know what it takes. I know what it I know what it takes. I know where all the I know all the hot stuff. I know everything that's going on. So it'll be so easy for me, you know, to 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 shine uh, even more so. So I think the era that I was born uh, I was born in. Um, and then again, there's some diff that it's it's hard now because now all the pl- players now I think they're they're more robot than than natural. Interesting. Elaborate. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. All right. Now. Okay, you got. Okay, let's go back to let's look at uh, uh, let's look at Barry Bonds for an example. All right, all right. Let's let's, let's any 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 player you want to use, you can use uh, Barry Bonds. Baseball players were all shapes and sizes back in yep. the day. Yep. Show me a Babe. Show me a Babe Ruth in the league. <laughs> there is none. Nope. Babe Ruth was Babe Ruth was fat. Yep. yep. Any pitch. <laughs> Right? Yeah. I'd okay. say David Wells. No, Maybe man. David Wells was the uh Okay, you, you might find one. Okay. But but my point is, okay, like a lot of people when they looked at like okay, let's look at Pete mm-hmm. Rose. Pete Rose was was gritty. Yep. He was a baseball player. He wasn't fast. He didn't steal a lot of bases, but he made an impact. Yeah. So if you looking at all the analytics on Pete Rose, right. he don't get drafted. Yeah. They got to see right. something. And analytics did the analytics was the eyes. So the eyes was what you saw. Oh, this kid was amazing. This guy was amazing. He does this. Okay. He he sparks the team. Well, analytics don't have a spark category. <laughs> no, it okay. doesn't. They don't have Right, they don't have a they don't have a, a spark category. They got a how fast do you run and this okay cool. So um, you know, and then you got guys that you know because let's say when we were younger, the the worst position that you could play was the outfield. Everybody said right field. Okay, right field was a death sentence. They put you in right, you knew you was the worst player on the team. Am I right? <laughs> yeah, a lot of times we didn't even put a right fielder out there because we only had eight people to play. Exactly my point. So my point is, uh, when 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 you look at that, it's like uh, uh, the game is just is 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 just different yeah. from 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 that. Um, it's just crazy. No, it is. It, it is. It's uh, a lot of it's the time. Um, I I think there 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 is things to be said because one of the things that we do and we've partnered with a couple of organizations that help with the underprivileged. Um, you know that has something to do with it. Uh, because the more you get into analytics, the more you get into these travel and, and tournament teams, the less uh, people will actually be able to do it, um, which which is, uh, you know, I think it, it only makes the chasm even bigger with what you were talking about of, of the light being shined. I mean, if you're one of the best players, but you can't go to, to, to this or, or to this showcase or, or to whatever, very few people are going to be able to see it. I think really that is where these 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 advisors come in to to help pick the right ones, right? You don't have to go to all of them. I one of the things I I talked to a lot of people about it. They're like, the money machine of baseball, amateur baseball, is in in full full gear right now. Um, if you can yes. charge, if you can get a kid to play on a travel team, you can get them to play on two travel teams. If you can get them to go to a showcase, you can get them to ten showcases. Um, yeah. and, and so now all of a sudden you're talking four to $8,000 are the coat, the right coaches there. Um, are, are, is anybody there or is it just a, an opportunity for some people to make some money? And, and again, that's, that's nothing wrong with making money, right? It, it is yes. what it is, but it's doing the right things for the right, right reasons. And, and I think where people like you come in and I, and I really commend people like you is focusing on the things that matter. Uh, and, and it's not just, 
you know, it's it's just not playing at the right at that particular tournament. It's knowing the right people and helping these kids through this process. So, you know, I, I really like what you're bringing to the table. What is what what is your what 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 are you looking to do in the next um, let's say the next couple of years? You know, you've kind of you've probably you've you've changed a little bit, right? You've done multiple things. Some things have been really good. Some things you kind of wanted to find. What 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 is your outlook for the next couple of years? Um, I'm glad you mentioned that because it's 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 um I'm, I have my ear to the ground and I I just try to figure out where is ba- where is baseball going to mm-hmm. take me. Um, before I became a scout, I spoke that that I was going to be one and I became one. Um, and then um, having my own business, I spoke that and I had that. Um, I've been a GM, I've been a president, I've been I've done a lot of different things um, with a lot of different organizations, and I guess now. I kind of want to get back to Major League Baseball uh, in some way. And in some of it, I really don't because I think I really would like to build a facility. Um, But then again, I've always liked to try to – I've always always been a pioneer. Um, I created something that wasn't – that was a need that nobody saw, and now everybody's doing it. When I became, when I ran my first, when I ran my camp at the university, I ran my unit camp at the University of Maryland Eastern Shore. There was nobody, and I say nobody, nobody. I was the first in the Mid-Eastern Atlantic Coast Conference to have a baseball camp, the very first. Definitely the first African-American, period. When I was growing up, it was myself. Remember Baseball Weekly? Yep. Okay. Now, in the 80s, in Baseball Weekly magazine, which came out to like 7-Elevens, it'd probably be Walgreens now if it was out yep. now. Um, Baseball Weekly would come out in the stands, and you pull back and you saw all these, you saw everything that was happening in baseball. Right. Top hitters, because it was, it wasn't in, um, it wasn't in paper, it was in uh, newspaper form or whatever you yep. call that. So anyway, um, in there it was, it would have all the camps across the country in this one weekly baseball weekly and little old me was right there with all the pros there you go with me dusty baker it was cal ripkin's camp i think it's uh uh Rod hendrix had a camp cal ripkin senior had a mm-hmm. camp dusty baker cal ripkin uh, uh georgia tech was in there it was an other school and then it had i i was surrounded where i was surrounded with all these uh, big heavy yeah. hitters, and then in between there was me. When they got to see me, they got to see them. They got to see me. That's my greatest moment. Well, I guess when they asked me my greatest moment, that was my greatest that, moment. That's a good moment. So, yeah, because I'm around, I'm somewhere I'm supposed not supposed to be. Yeah. I'm 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 in Baseball Weekly magazine, and I have a cap. Yep. And it's at University of Maryland Eastern Shore. That's another light that's being shined that's never been shined. Georgia Tech had mm-hmm. a camp. But these other schools, why would you have a camp? You don't have great players. Why would you even have that? So I, I, I did that, and 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 think that told me and shared with me, I guess what was what was possible, not not looking at the normal. So for me, looking at now, I, like me having a, a facility would be awesome because if I did have a facility, if I had somebody, uh, I'm looking for an investor. But if I had an investor that says, okay, cool, let's build a facility. Then I can do everything that I'm doing, um, and it would matter because it's a building that they can come to, and no one would be turned right. away. Well, I think that's, I think that's good. I've got a couple connections for you, but we'll talk off offline. Yeah, I hope I hope so. <laughs> but look, the electric connections. No, I, I don't. I only got a little bit of money. I don't have a lot of money. I got a little bit of money. I just got. I just got me. I, I put a lot of people on with a lot of fans. Well, like, the connections like, have money, like, so that's 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 the good part. Well, well you know what's funny? This this is funny. All right, you you've heard of Perfect yeah. Game, right? All right, I was around before Perfect Game. There you go. I, I had I had whatever they're doing now. I was doing what they're doing right now. The only difference is they got money. I. I, was I agree. It's and, about connections. It's about everything, and ba- and and baseball's a microcosm of life. Um, it, yeah. 
it's about winning and it's about winning and losing. It's about losing more than than you win. And what do you do when you when you're in a when you're in a in a slump? Um, and I think you know business is the same has the same you know characteristics of it. And and, and I think what 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 you've done is you've proven that uh, you can do it without it, which is even better. Um, and now that you are where you are let's find you somebody that uh, can help you make your dreams and make, make the, the things come to reality. Right. And I think that's, that's pretty exciting. Well, let me say this. I said this off air. I'm going to say it on air. I think you have a, such a talent in broad. You, I honestly believe you have a future in broadcasting beyond what you're doing. <laughs> let me just say that. I'm going to tell you why. I'm going to okay. tell you why. You remind me of Brett Favre with a baseball hat on. You have this look where it can trans. It, it has it like you got you got different shows like First Take. Yeah. Um, uh, which is my guy. My, one of my favorite guys, uh, uh, Cal Hurd. Uh, yeah. Poland. I, I like him. Oh, okay. So when I see these guys and I watch these shows all mm-hmm. the time, there's no difference between them and you, right? Oh, they're good. If you were on TV, if you were on TV, I would, I, I, I would, I would watch you. That, that's what I'm saying. Hey, everybody and, and out there, I didn't pay him. This is all right from his no, heart. No, that's 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 real. Because here's the thing: you're nice and smooth. I don't know. Is this professional? Well, I appreciate that. Thank you. I've been around a lot of professional people and. It's very, it's, it's, you are a season, you are a true season vet. You know what? I appreciate that. Thank you. You know, it's, it's, uh, I, I, uh, I've been working on it. Um, I've been sales guy. I've, I've been a sales guy for all my life. I come from technology. That's probably what it is. That's, that's what it yeah. is. It, it, it's, you know, yeah. it's, I like this better because I don't feel like I have to sell anything. What I'm selling is you. I'd like to, I love promoting people. That's what this whole business, you know, the baseball blue book is about promotion. It's about building a platform to promote others. And I love it because I don't have to sell myself anymore. I have to, I, I just simply flip the script and say, what are you doing for you? And how are you getting yourself out there? And that's what the whole, the whole, the whole app is about. That's why I, you know, I appreciate you building the profile, but man, it's got a whole feed. It's got everything in there for you to go and promote yourself and then let us help build that, uh, the technology around it. And that makes this fun. You know, I do this not for any, there's no ulterior motives. That's what, I think that's the real difference when you're, when you're doing this and you're trying to get somebody to do something for you, the people can see it. Right, they can see through yeah. that. Yeah, they can. They sure can. They they certainly can see it. They can see through it. Um, and it's like I said before, even when you're doing the blue, like you told me, and like the blue book has been around for a long yep. time. Again, it goes back to I didn't know. Yep, I know. Nobody. So my point. That's my. That's one of my points when I was telling you before about being having some light shine. Exactly. Um, we want to be the light where I was playing, where I was playing. I would never see your light. Exactly. No, it didn't know it. Exactly. I, you know what? I'm going to use that term. The baseball blue book is your light. It's a spotlight for you. Yeah. 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 Cause see baseball weekly was a light Correct. for me. I knew everything in baseball. Remember the show this week in baseball. Yep. yep. Okay. So this week in baseball, all the people that are older is like we are, but this week in baseball was a TV show that came on every, and you had to watch that and saw all the highlights of all the, it's kind of like ESPN now, but it was back yep. then. Okay. So baseball weekly was that snapshot. When you go to the store, you see exactly what was happening in baseball because newspapers were big back then. Right. So that's what you had to see to be able to see it. So what you're doing with the blue book and was doing, you know, the, the, your family that had it before prior, um, you're you're that you're that you're that icon and that beacon of light that was already in existence and there's so many other platforms now that they don't even know you existed back right. then no it's 
So, like, right now, like, perfect game, everybody see her talk about perfect game. They talk about whatever they whatever's mm-hmm. out there now. Showcases, I was, I was running showcases in the 80s. So, anybody who's doing everything now, they're thinking that they created this 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 genre of, of what's going on. And I'm like, no, I did it. <laughs> I did it in the eighties. Yep. It, no, it, it's, it's, you're exactly right. It's really funny. This, it's kind of full circle of what you're talking about. You know, we, we, um, we want, we want to bring exposure to anybody that doesn't have a place to go. It's, it's either a small school in rural Iowa. It's either a player that's on a, on a team that could be in urban Kansas city. It could be a vendor that has a phenomenal product that has no idea how to get it out to the players, um, you know, cause they can't afford, you know, commercials or, or placements in different places. So it really is that beacon. It's that light to say, Hey, come here, find what you want, find what you're looking for. Our tagline is find your next baseball opportunity. Um, and no matter what that is, it could be for a vendor. It could be for a coach. It could be for a player. We're not a recruiting site. I don't, char- you know, we don't do the recruiting. We give you a platform to recruit yourself, no matter what you are. That's what's great about this. You've been in baseball for 38. You said 38 plus years. 30, well, I'm 35, not 38. I'm, I'm, you're making me 70. <laughs> <laughs> All right. How about 15? You don't look, you don't look old enough to be 35 years in baseball. I, I would look younger if, if, look, if they wanted me to play tomorrow, I could shave this off and you'll know that you'll never know. Trust me. You see mine. But, mine is, uh, I, I got the white beard and it's, it, I think I look pretty good. And then I grow my beard out and my wife goes, man, you look 60. I know I've been fighting with my wife likes mine like this, but I'm like, I mean, it makes me look rugged and I guess that's what she likes, but I like to be smooth. <laughs> you know, she's in the background saying, no, I don't. No, I don't. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, the women like the, uh, we like the rebels. That's they like. They like that, even if they say they don't. Yeah, I don't like this look. I, I, I it, it works when it when it works, but I like to sh- like to shave it and be clean cut because, like I said before, baseball was it, it, clean. You're right. It it has changed a little bit with all the beards that came out, but you know what? The baseball guys were always the clean shaven, the the good good old American boy, no matter black or white. There you, you were. You, there you go. And that's what I'm saying. And that's what I that's what I grew up on. Now they're wearing these big old chains, playing and diving in the outfield with gold <laughs> chains. And I'm like, that I don't understand. I understand it. Yeah. You know, but if, if if it was allowed to be done, I'd probably be that person in the in the 80s with the big chain and everybody, who's this guy with the big chain? But now everybody has it, so I would probably uh, never do that's it. that's great. That's great. Yeah. Well, yeah, you're a trendsetter. I think that's a great place to to wrap up here. Coach, it's been a lot of fun. This has been uh, it's just been a great time getting to know you, uh, and I'm excited to see what where you go and and if it is at the professional level, maybe it's not, but whatever it is, you're going to do a great you're going to do you're going to do great things. Um, I think the most important thing is to to shine that light, um, help those help those kids uh, get to that next level, give them some great advice, and and a lot of the things that you talked about today is is just great advice for for people. So I encourage people to to take a look at what. Uh, coach is doing. We'll provide uh, the websites and, and uh, social media um, uh, connections for for you to to take a look. But uh, also check them check them out in the baseball blue book. You can find them at. Uh, I think you have. Uh, did you put uh, your first and last name, or did you put your actual company name? No, I was gonna put my company name, but I just put my first and last. Okay, name. you you can actually you check. can actually create another profile of just your company if you'd want. Um, Okay, yep. I'll do that. Yep, that's and true. and so people can find you know if if, if it's uh, advisory um, information, they they can take a look at you, and you can put uh, your information in there. And then as a as just an individual, you can do what you want. Coach, any anything else that you want to want to say as we wrap up? Um, no, I just I just want to you know thank a lot of people who um, allowed me to grow, and um, just give a shout out to the line of the shields. Um, Who's been? Who was a? Who who was a person who believed in me? Um, who understood my platform? Who gave me an opportunity? Uh, Ken Griffey Senior, uh, who I've talked to um, before because I was a Ken Griffey Instructos. Um, he had a. They had a, a hitting device, a Ken Griffey Instructo swing, um, and I was one of the national spokespersons for oh, that okay. device. Um, and just guys like that, man, who who actually gave somebody because it, it was kind of relevant to to the, the baseball weekly thing. 
they saw me and they said, okay, we'll take this guy here and we'll, we'll, we'll back him a little bit and see where he goes. And they didn't have to do that. I mean, I probably, listen, I'm going to shine some kind of way. I'm going to find my way, but I want to give kudos to them for, for even just giving me an opportunity um, to be able to be in that, in that, in that limelight and the St. Louis Cardinals, nothing would, I won't say nothing, but St. Louis Cardinals was one of the bigger, bigger uh, endorsements that I could probably have to give me a, a voice in yeah. baseball. I should say that. You couldn't have picked a better team. I mean, I, I'm a, I'm a lifelong Pirates fan. I've, I've, I've hated this, the, the Cardinals all my life because they win. <laughs> they, they are, they're a winning organization. Okay. Yeah, they are. They, they, they certainly are. They certainly I'll are. tell you what this year, man, I hope Pujols hits to 700. Um, I think he's what four away now. Uh, what a what a great way to to, to go out and, and that guy's been a class act all, all all of his life. I don't I don't think anybody any Cardinals fan wanted him to leave, but um, it's almost like he never left. I you know. Yeah yeah absolutely I, I, I feel the same exact yeah. way. Yeah. Well, sir, thank you very much. Appreciate it. Uh, this has been a lot of fun. You have a great day. You too as well. Thanks for watching, guys. Make sure you like, comment, and share this video. Please subscribe to the Baseball Blue Book Podcast for additional videos and uh, new episodes coming your way uh, every week. Thanks.